0: very happy with my life, and for some reason, I feel like this desire to continue to succeed, to continue to want to elevate life, or to make things bigger, or to make the numbers go up, or the trajectory improve, there's something about that that has felt like wrong, like there's some sort of shame associated with that, that there's a point of success and then uh, you're good. You know, like, I've gotten everything I've wanted and I should stop. Like, my ambition should go away. But I do think there is a difference between having ambition and being ambitious. And having a specific want versus living in the process of life and continuing to flow in the process of continuing to, to contribute to life. And for me, I think that is in relation to, like, wanting to see the numbers go up. Like, I've always loved video games where there are a lot of upgrades, there are abilities to strategize, and to, you know, there's an upgrade tree where there is a point to work towards. And... I remember when I was a kid, I didn't allow myself to play things like World of Warcraft and stuff like that because I felt like I I didn't want to get addicted to stuff. Like, I always felt prone to addictions. And perhaps I squashed a natural desire, a natural proclivity to want to improve my circumstance and to see the numbers continually go up to like deny my almost analytic side of improving the numbers and or, or concentrating all of that into like a serious way, right? I remember there was a time maybe two years ago where I started playing Stardew Valley and that's definitely a game where you're doing a lot of farming and you're improving your life and, and, uh, collecting stuff and making money and, and, you know, you're living a life on a farm and, and trying to make things happen. And it was a very satisfying game. I really enjoyed that experience. But I would stop myself because I would get too attached to it and I'd spend a lot of time playing it. Now, some part of it is, yes, the discipline to, like, stop and I have to engage in my life and do those things. But there is a part of me that's like, I love that progression. I love the ability to build and to, to, to make things happen. So why do I deny that in my life, in my personal life? Why would I, why should I? And especially after this feeling of having been a success, like I feel very, like I, I feel like I've been a success in my freelance life and in achieving the life that I want, the partner that I want, the I have great kids, I have a wonderful apartment, I have everything that I aspire to, and so it's like, what's next? And I remember Sadguru said something to the effect of like, if life is a game, then I want to win, and I'm really starting to feel and accept that that's how I feel too. I am a naturally competitive person, I do like to compete, I like to win. I love playing Rocket League, for example, and I love winning. It's a very satisfying feeling to like to, to win something or to, like, if I lose, I can calibrate and try to improve and get towards winning and, and improving my circumstances in that way. And I think allowing myself to do that is an important part of my self-acceptance because ultimately I feel like growth in a lot of ways is very much about self acceptance. And so accepting this aspect of myself, I think is very important for going forward. And the challenge is like the differences and shifts and changes and motivations, right? It's one thing to have a motivation around simply making money and doing whatever it takes to get there. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about like something that's exploitative Or anything that's about, it's not even specifically about money, it's about progress, it's about improvement, it's about going forward, it's about upgrading, right? And I really like that process of continuing to improve those elements. So, another aspect of this, a major impetus for this, a reason why I'm talking about this is that I have been exploring, I think I talked about in recent episodes, my relationship to the Myers-Briggs subtypes, and those subtypes are connected to our neurotransmitters. And so, Dario Nardi created these subtypes, or he he noticed via brain scan work that he'd been doing to try to map out different cognitive functions, that people who had certain uh, relationships or certain clusters tended to have like very similar, uh, you know, different kinds of patterns and focuses. And he connected these to the neurotransmitters of Dr. Helen Fisher, and she's done work with neurotransmitters and different types of, uh, human beings that are, uh, focused on chemistry. So she, she helped match.com come up with chemistry.com and she saw a pattern between dominant subtypes or, or I should say testosterone types and estrogen types versus, uh, serotonin types and who who aren't attracted to each other, and dopamine types who are attracted to each other. And so, I'm starting to realize and understand that I fit more into the testosterone or dopamine type, uh, which in the Myers-Briggs subtypes translates to the dominant or testosterone or the creative slash dopamine. And so... To simplify, basically the dominant is a very assertive energy, an assertive, focused, analytic usage of the brain, typically, in both areas of sort of uh, uh, perceiving and judging. And then the uh, dopamine-focused, more creative type is a little bit more relaxed with the executive functioning and more assertive with creative expression and creative exploration. And so I feel very much attuned to the dominant aspects of myself, uh, myself, and I kind of fluctuate between the two, I believe, um, where there is this assertiveness, but I also feel like I've throttled myself. I feel like for some reason I've held myself back. And some of it is is a little bit of frustration with my dyslexia and having a lot of things I want to do around reading and writing. Like I have... Great ambition, again, I have like ambitiousness. Like I, I, I want to keep trying stuff and testing things and making things and putting things into the world and and making more money and paci- making passive income and, um, and all of that stuff. And so this dyslexia part is a really big blocker because so much on the internet is text-based. That's why I went towards doing a podcast and getting involved in YouTube videos and things like that. Then that stretches my extroversion, and, and and you know everything has its limits, and I get very much frustrated by my own limits. And as an INTP, an introverted thinking person, like writing is something that I feel like I can do really well, but again, limits of dyslexia. So it's kind of like lurking ever, looking everywhere you go, and then there's a wall, and um, and that's been continuously frustrating. Something I realized today that when Even though I have this ambitiousness, it doesn't necessarily need to always translate to money, like I said. And it can be something where I put that energy into something like certain video games and getting that sort of winning hit right as a motivation to continue to do stuff in the real world. And so it has to translate to the real world in some sense because I need to continue to make a living and make money and all of that. Um, But again, it's not all tied to money in and of itself. It's just to kind of figure out my chemical needs. And if I have this testosterone chemical need for essentially succeeding, I think there's a strong relationship to testosterone and, and winning, accomplishing, obtaining, right? And... It may not necessarily matter where it comes from, but if I basically take this as a supplement in my life, using video games as a chemical supplement in a sense, then I can be a little bit more regulated. So that's something I want to test out and see how that feels, because if I'm not succeeding, uh, if the numbers are not going up in my life, it's got to go up somewhere <laughs> and i think that's that 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 ambition doesn't go away that desire desire doesn't go away it doesn't ma- matter how spiritually grown of a person the desire is still there like we have desires and the difference is seeing them and getting to know them and navigating them and working with them and one of the best things that we can do is get to know our our chemical experience so I would encourage you listening that if you really want to start to get to know your chemical experience or you're experiencing some sort of chemical dysregulation, this over the course of this podcast, over 500 episodes, like exploring testosterone, serotonin, dopamine, and estrogen, slash oxytocin. Estrogen produces oxytocin, but exploring those and see which one you have the strongest desire for and relationship with is important because then you know what you're going for, but then you know what's going to balance you out. I think there's a reason testosterone and estrogen seek each other out is because they balance each other. And I think serotonin counteracts dopamine at the same time, but they just don't naturally seek each other out. And so you know if you're if you're doing too much of one thing it's you know you get some balance from another chemical right cuz we have all of these it's just a matter of which one is more of a natural desire and which one is flowing in our life a little bit more openly and freely so for me i think it's testosterone a lot more than i really have given myself credit for and there is a massive curiosity opening up around seeking this out and seeing if this helps with some of my balances and crashes and stuff like that. Now, testosterone comes with its own crashes, right? Like if you have the adrenaline flowing and then the adrenaline stops, you crash. (laughs) So, uh, there's, there's something related to that too, that I'm, I've been curious about and exploring, but either way, I think, uh, there is this question of like succeeding after success, right? It's like continuing to fulfill and be fulfilled right after this sort of big picture fulfillment, right? Cause I feel big picture fulfilled and obviously there's more, there's more life to live. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, um, management and desire and attainment and new dreams that will emerge. Um, but it's like this new foundation that allows me to figure out my version of chop wood, carry water, you know, waking up every day. What do I want? What do I want to do? What, um, feels good and fulfills a natural desire and purpose in a sense. So that's sort of where I'm at and what I'm exploring and, uh, yeah. So hopefully that resonates with you in some sort of way. Uh, if not, that's fine. This is my podcast and I'm just, uh, talking about me and my experience. So, uh, I have anything to promote. I don't know. Patreon.com slash happy chemicals. Um, feel free to subscribe and leave a comment or review. That'd be really helpful. If you really want to share more about this podcast, really, it's just a place of expression. So, Totally okay if it's not anything important uh, to you. Um, And I guess I I should probably add this last thing about the testosterone stuff is that there's a reason I'm self-examining this a lot too is that doing research around testosterone feels a lot about men being insecure about their masculinity and it's really hard to get to the core of, of, of a helpfulness around this chemical right like there is this relationship to winning like i said and obtaining um, but usually when you look it up it's like there's a lot of material stuff around like do you have too much do you have too little it's like it's not really that um so much as like what is the chemical creating a desire for and I, i think the desire to win and achieve is certainly a part of that Um, and there's also this really great story of the Fisher King about, um, that, that is about failure and wounding of young men. And I've explored a lot of my own failings and feeling like there is a, um, there's, there's healing to do in that area, but also, like I said, it's acceptance. So it's like this, this desire to keep wanting to, go forward, um, but also integrating the fool, right? And not being so serious and gruff about it, right? Like, testosterone-driven doesn't necessarily mean you need to be gruff, but, uh, <laughs> and and ironically, like, playfulness and, and video games is something that really made me feel like I, I could uh, be a kid and play And I didn't have to, I kind of forced myself to grow up too fast by not letting myself play all of the things that I wanted to play and, uh, integrating that, that childhood aspect of myself is really going to allow this ambitious part of me. That's becoming something I'm aware of to be a playful thing and not, not something that's like a make or break of my identity or anything like that, but it's just like, this is what I like to do, and this is part of the process of how I want to live my life, and I do like seeing the numbers go up, so I want to be in circumstances where I can see the numbers go up. Like, I work with Personality Hacker, and I manage their YouTube channel, and I see the numbers go up, and I'm like, yes, it's working. That's fantastic, and uh, I get such a satisfaction from that. I absolutely love it, so that's kind of all I'm referring to. So, patreon.com slash happychemicals. I am Christian Rivera. Uh, You can find out some of my work at cnote.studio. And all the stuff that I have going on there is in a link tree. And uh, that's it. So, thanks for being subscribed to this podcast and listening and all that fun stuff. I appreciate you very much. I hope you're doing well. Take care of yourself. And I'll catch you next time on Happy Chemicals. See ya.